There is not a question in my mind that the homeless woman represents death. Not even a question. Correct. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Wow, we're starting again because you know we like to be honest. Um, wow, what happened there, Juicy Pants? Well, let me tell you what happened, Kim. Uh, we were having a great episode. We were about 15 <laughs> minutes in. We were about 15 minutes into the episode. We did our I was particularly game. really good, too. I mean, we were speaking other languages. We we were saying, <laughs> hola, como estas? We were saying, v Gates. Healy, Mandarin. You yeah. were crazy there. Ni hao ma. Um, bonjour. We were speaking a bunch of different languages. We we're having a good old time. We were speaking about your daughter, Kyla, who speaks Swahili. Yeah. And then we even announced next week's guest. Yeah. And I realized my microphone wasn't plugged in. So what did you do? I plugged it in. You plugged it in. And we're starting again. And we like to be transparent on this show, Kim. And <laughs> let me tell you why. Disregard the Superman curl for a minute. We'll get back to it. No, um, I want to talk about it now. Uh, we're going to get back to it. I am. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, you are. I'm here. Uh, we didn't originally. 90 we were days, do. Rossi. 90 days. I've been gone. Crapola. We came in red hot on this re-recording, and I'm going to tell you why. 90 days. We've. I've been gone, um, which I told you in our, and this is the last time I'll talk about the show that we just finished. Yeah, we can move for on with that minutes. Yeah. Is uh, <laughs> This will never happen again. You know, it was, it was the culmination of a global pandemic, me doing the television show. We did have one shutdown, so I was not allowed to leave. So after 90 days, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., I'll be going uh, back to see my family, which is really exciting. I feel yeah, like I even imagine. I, I feel like a kid in Christmas. This is insane. I, I'm, 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 I'm incredibly stoked and happy to get back. And I, I'm so happy and proud of what we did here, but I'm, I'm ready to go back. So we're recording this episode before I go back. Uh, and this episode, Fagwan, which we'll get into. Oh, what does Fagwan mean? It's the Mandarin Chinese word for the judge. The judge. And it's a Mandarin Chinese word, which we uh-huh. were just speaking. Uh-huh. Shi kind of Um, And we were doing that. And we'll get to that episode. But before we get to that episode. Yes. Next week. Yes. We have not just the finale of season two, (laughs) not just the wrap up of the three seasons before we get to our what we call our second chapter, which is seasons four, five and six. final Final chapter being season seven. We have a guest on. We do. A lot of peeps been talking about who that guest is. Yeah. You just actually spoke with that guest today. I did. So why don't you tell the Sam fam who the guest is? I will, Theo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, one of the things I love about doing this show is, Rossi, when you put your two and two together and it adds up to four with who should our next guest be? Yeah. It made total sense to me when 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 this gal got mentioned. Mm. Um, mm. Allie Walker. We are having Ms. June Stahl. Agent Allie, June Stahl to Agent, you. Agent, please. 
yeah. June stall. Aka Ali Walker on for the next podcast. And as you just said, it's the finale of season two. And because we've already reviewed all of season three, there will be no better guest to have on to share some tales. And she can't wait. And I can't wait. And I know you can't wait. And the world can't wait. Dang it. We're having a gal on. Yeah. How much and do we love Allie. And for my money, you know, and I've said this, uh, the best villain ever on Sons of Anarchy. Um, any other villain even comes on here. I'm going to say you don't. You don't stack up to Gene Stahl. Um, she's the best. And there's a reason. Obviously, we wanted to get her on before the first three seasons wrap up because. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's kind of when June Stahl does her thing in the first three seasons. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know. She ain't no more after that. Ain't no more after that. So she's on. Um, Allie's coming on next week. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually like. We've had, I mean, it's been great with Chibs and 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 DL and all that happy. Um, but I'm so excited because you know, club members are always fun because that's us, but to actually sit down and talk to Allie about it's, June, it's gonna be so unique it's and amazing. so esoterically beautiful because uh the show's been over for a while. Yeah. It's a show that none of us uh will ever forget. And to to see Allie at the premiere of season four, five, six, and seven, like, like we got to do, it's going to be so great to be able to talk to Allie about agent June stall and about her and how she's doing in this crazy world. That's one of the, the, the beautiful bonuses of having guests on our show, which is exploding in all the right ways. So I'm yeah. And then, and I love that the way we do it, you know, every so often, and, you know, we just spoke about before kind of our list of uh, who we'll have on throughout, you know, people we want people, you know, we want to have on and people we think that vibe with the show. So uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Um, This is, this is crazy where, you know, we got all that stuff going on. We have, you know, I think uh, we'll probably also talk not next week, depending on when I get back home and settle in about launching our other show uh, in conjunction with this, uh, the theory. Good good idea. Yeah. Theory, the Theo and Kim theory. We're going to do that. Um, Once I get settled in, it's all set up. We just got to do it. Um, And then uh, we'll also set up when those Q and A's will be. And it seems like everybody. Everybody's getting their merch. I see everybody posting about getting their merch. Yep. Pretty, pretty cool. Really see cool. those out there. Yeah. Um, I don't Sam, have Sam, it. Sam, Sam, Sam. I know Sam I don't have it. I don't have the pants. I don't have the shirt. Oh, um, and you're never gonna. No, I don't. And Caesar won't even do it for me anymore. You've somehow, <laughs> you've somehow taken Caesar. I'll go behind your back. No, you did. You brought him to <laughs> you. You Darth Vadered him and brought him. You're the emperor, and you brought him in. And I'm still on the rebel forces. Um, I just remember. I remember when we did that photo shoot, bro. Yeah. And you know, you and I couldn't even hug six feet away, and the and the thing, and oh my god, good to see you. And there's Caesar, and he's a big fan, and he's doing all this incredible work. Mm-hmm. And then I put the stuff on, and I looked at Caesar and I said, "Look at me. You see that hoodie." It's you going know. with me. Yeah, you took it. See that T-shirt? It's going with me. I didn't. I didn't. No, you it. didn't. No, no. He needed it, or <laughs> or 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 I was swindled, uh, and you guys had you're a plan. Sweetheart with your Superman curl, curl. That's what. That's what you. I did. know. I got to put this curl back. Hey man, you um, look great. Like you look like you've been eating. Like, can I show? I've the been pants? eating. I got some. I got some sun. Yeah, today. I know. I sent you the picture today. To the world. Today was my first day. 
I ate. Yeah, that's stop talking just for a second. Can you stop there? Look at that, peeps. I know that you know if you're listening to this, Theo, explain what that is. It looks so yummy. Go ahead. Well, okay. <laughs> yes, let me start with a. Yes, it was yummy. <laughs> B, it was a giant mistake. Okay, so let me let me just for the last. You haven't you know, eaten in ninety days, you little. Well, no, girl. more than more than that because I started like a month before. Oh, yeah, so it's crap. been it's been four months. And during that four months in my delusions of food, uh, because I was so limited, I dreamed about something that I hadn't eaten since I was a child, which was fruity pebbles. I talked about it on the show. I was like, I can't, I want to have fruity pebbles. So I haven't had had fruity pebbles in probably 30, at least 35 years. Sure. Minimum. And I wanted waffles. I had this thing where I wanted waffles. I don't ever eat waffles, but I wanted them. So I had my normal uh, fruit. I am, I'm usually full vegan, but for this role, I added eggs in for a minute. So I was Good. having eggs. Egg goodiness. Yeah. So I had eggs um, and I usually have like some egg whites to get some protein because I was having such minimal amount of food and with a little salsa. And then I would have fruit. But today I had fruity pebbles, waffles, a ton of almond butter. And look how good you look. Can I tell you, I had the Please, worst headache. Us. I had the worst headache. Yeah. That a yeah. human. I like. I had to grab the chair. Did like you pass I was, out? No. I I started getting, sugar high. It was a sugar high. Strawberries. Strawberry fields <laughs> forever on my head. And I went and I read really quick on Google. It was like just go have some apple cider vinegar <laughs> or something. So here I am chugging. You've done that before. You know how to. You know how to. I always do, do it every that. day. But I, mean. I didn't, I don't usually have it after I eat. I usually have it in the morning, but I had some apple cider vinegar and uh, it went away right away. But um, it was buddy, great. Buddy, welcome back. You have it a was smile great. on your face. Thank it's a massive you. part for you. I was angry. Some was really great. cool people. Yeah. And now you get to go home and see Meg and the kids and we're killing it on this thing. It's just, I got nothing but the greatest thing. I got nothing but the greatest thing to say. People know the project. They announced it, but you know, with Kevin, Kevin Hart and Wesley uh, Snipes and uh, Kevin is just everything. He's apps. I I can't say enough good things about him. And I think him and I had uh, did something special and fun and everybody on it. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what people uh, think, but so Ali Walker. Yeah. So, Fogwan, here it is. This is it. This is so strange. It feels like we started yesterday, and at the same time, it feels like we started. I know BC. Um, no, and 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 this is why I think this first chapter, one, two, and three of the seasons, all kind of everywhere, here and there, and everywhere. And then we figured out why don't we do season three, nine, ten, yeah. eleven, all together. Yeah. Um, it still feels like we we haven't been doing it that long. They've been going by like this. I'm enjoying watching this freaking show me too. so much. Um, here we go. You ready? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, let me tell you two things quick that I thought was really amazing. Uh, yeah. One of the crafty guys on the show, you know, who is on, uh, you know, somebody said to me, my guy, Bruno, the the second AD or whatever said, uh, you got to go, got to go talk to Kevin, man. He's just such a huge Suns fan. You know, you got to go talk to him, you know, whatever. We were on location. So we had different uh, uh, catering crafty, whatever. So, I went down and 
he was he was just so uh, he loved the show. And, you know, you know, when we get to talk to Suns fans, like he was crazy about it. But one of the things he said that was so awesome is he, he listens to the podcast and he said, um, how do you like it now that you're watching it? The show, our yeah. show. Yeah. He said, do you feel? And I said, I get it. I get it now. I understand why you like it so much. I get it. And because I've become a fan and we're not even into four, five, six, and seven. I said, I just understand now. And then as I turned around, you know, uh, every set when you're on location, we have the cops, the the bike cops, usually whatever. It was our guy who was with us from season one to seven. Get the heck out of town. Yes. So he goes, hey, Theo. And I recognized him immediately. Get the heck Uh, out of town. Yeah. It all happened at once, not planned. Sure. He was outside on the street. We're in downtown. And he goes, come on, I want to show you something. And he pulls out his phone. And, uh, you know, we were on lunch. So he was allowed to have a break for a second. Everybody calm down. It's a, a, a yeah, policeman, yeah. policeman on movies. Yeah. And he um, he had uh, somebody knocking on my door. Can't do that. So he. um, I don't hear it. I think I heard some. I might be delusional. Keep going. The other door. So he, I'm in a hotel, guys. Deal with it. So he pulled out and he had a picture of him and Charlie from season one. Yeah. Long hair. And then proceeded to really show cute. me pictures throughout the seven seasons of us with done. him. Yeah. To Chibs, me, you, everybody. I love, it. I love it. I love it. And it was just this moment of like, and he was, Nostalgia, you know, he, baby. And he wanted to talk about the show and all that. And I said, are you listening to the podcast? Said, no, you got a podcast. He didn't know. So I told him and he's like, I'm doing it right now. I'm subscribing and whatever. Hysterical. So he's like, I'm going to go back and watch the show. And, I, you know, so it's, it's just really cool to see this kind of rebirth. And then also us to kind of get that thing so you know without further ado bud um this is an amazing tig episode there's a lot going on here um i can't wait to talk about it i i actually really like this episode so let's uh, i me i don't too. know what you felt a oh, good no, I'm glad I, you no me, me too it was a really really good stephen k directed it yeah um stephen's very uh really particular with his close-ups i find mm. steven's close-ups he did a, an incredible job i'll, I'll point out a couple of ex- examples coming up here but here we are we're starting on auto and let Tough. me just let me point out to everybody again how and you and i never stopped theo how the makeup department on this show to be able to pop in as close to see sutter's eyeballs like we did on right it. And that's right here, like literally right, the camera. Literally, Theo, like you just did there, it's so close that if that makeup isn't so perfect, none of it works. I know. And it was just, and, and Kurt was really good that day and he was in it and harsh beginning, but simple and sad. And and also it left me guessing a lot. Again, now remember we're watching this for the first time, so I don't really know what's happening. I have to go some. If it didn't really involve my character, I might not remember it. Oh, even if it did involve my character, it, I might thank not you. It. I was going to say the same thing. But um, <laughs> I got the feeling that Otto was not just angry and sad. Potentially, might do something to hurt us. The club, yeah, right. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, I did. So you, you probably know, know what happens. It, oh, wait. It, 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 it probably already did happen because we were already done season three. Yeah, I don't, again. Who cares? Who cares? You know, Who I can't? don't care. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Please get us to season four so we can go step by step. Yeah, let's start again. Let's start. We need a reboot. I can't remember season three. No. So, so, 
So Jax is, you know, a really well played scene. I thought, I thought it was like really and, well played. And you said this before, but he wears that hoodie. He rocks that hoodie. It's almost as if he knew 12 years later, you and I were going to be doing this podcast with our merch because he has that hoodie on all the time with, without the cut. Doesn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, he did. And he, I mean, that became his signature look. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it did. And, and then the other thing that I really loved is, and this is just a, a camera choice. Stephen K is really fantastic. And I love him, uh, not just as a person, but as a filmmaker is you could have easily, when that shot ends, that first shot. Yeah. Turned and did a very big close up again on auto and left, yeah. you, which would, which 99% of filmmakers would, would have, have done. done. But he does it on his back from afar. Yeah, yeah it's just beautiful. So you get to see the distance of Jack yeah, leaving and it, this man it, alone. No, beautiful pickup there, Ross. And I love that. I was like, man, that is such a good move by him. So uh, great opening there. Um, and then we go to Clay and Opie. They're they're palling they're palling up here, and this is going to cause some problems. By the way, and no tig, no tig in that scene. And I saw Steven do something about a close-up here that I hadn't seen in a while. Again, Clay uh, Perlman wears his, his sunglasses inside. Now, maybe it's because of the... He did it again a few times this the, season. He, should, he did. Maybe it's the bruises from the fight with Jax. Maybe he doesn't want to show off his bruises to the, to the outside world because he takes them off around us in the chapel. It's but why in the up. chapel? Why in the chapel? Uh, I, you know, again, but you know what Steven did? You know, he did in this exact scene with Lynn. He put a freaking camera, Theo, right to the side so he could catch some of his blue eyes. He did that twice mm. in this scene. Mm. And it's almost as if, oh, Perlman's going to wear his sunglasses. That's just the way it's going to be. So let's get in on him. So let's get in on the side. And he, he freaking did that and it looked so cool. And I love screamers. I love tight shots. I just do. I oh. love like that's why I love Terry Malick as a filmmaker, Terrence Malick. I love yeah. like I yeah. like it here. I yeah. I want to see, you know, those yeah. eyes and I want to see what's going on. The hairs of your um, eyebrows. I just want to see everything. Yeah. I want to I want to really get that person to not lie, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz you know, you notice as an actor and some of the greatest I think that it was a lot more back in the day. There's a very famous Is it Cary Grant? Somebody who said save it for the close up. There's a famous one that somebody says that you'll watch seasoned actors. Yeah. From the wide shot to the two they shot change. to the they'll change. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 in one way they're finding it. They're finding what works. You know, if you're lucky to have five, six takes per frame, you know, whatever they're coming in on per lens. And then they'll change. But one thing that's for sure is they get stiller. Yeah. More because you're in a smaller frame. So things get a lot stiller. Yeah. Uh, more still, I should say. More still, yeah. More still, not stiller. Not That's Ben right. Stiller. Um, ben stiller. But I, I enjoy that so much because I love those screamers because it makes people kind of keep it contained yeah. in there. Yeah. So he, he did a lot of that. Um, Lynn has some hairdo, I got to tell you. He just has. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like some teeny bopper rock star from the 60s or something. You know, it's like incredible. the animals. It's incredible. You know, he, he's got the, the, the bangs going on. And the whole thing. Whose so choice good. Was that? He's so good. So good. Whose choice was that, Henry Lynn, with the uh, boy <laughs> band haircut? Um, so they make a new deal. They have offers a new proposal. But I yeah. like everything. If we're going to do this, you got to do that. 
Yeah. Always, it's we always need that. this if we're going to do that. You got to do that, and then we'll give you this. So it cuts to Darby doing something shady. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't. I don't remember any of this. Uh, no, again, me I'm, neither. Now remember, remember this. I'm not in the episode. So when right. Juice isn't in the episode, I remember even less because usually right. I'm sitting at home angry and sulking, and I was like, "Why am I not in it?" And I'd be like, "I'm getting what fired." I, what I do know is Zobel is running everything. Zobel is on the top of the mountain, the food chain of all those dickheads. And he is running Darby. He's running the Irish. Now it is, he, he, you know, we don't know what to do about him. Jackson clay are fighting. It's a shit show. Gemma's keeping that secret inside. It's all about ready to explode. And he's 10 steps ahead. He's 10 steps ahead and everything he wants. The the intern the turmoil of the club. Yeah. He's winning all the time. And he's winning easily. Easily. I mean, Adam Arkin, he didn't even sweat. No. He's got this beautiful prose to say. He's in a, a cigar shop that isn't wrecked by Perlman creaming it up. He's oh, yeah. it's all fixed up now. Yep. And and he just he's, he's running hail, he's running the whole town. It's yeah. scary, actually. Well, because right. and and the fact that he's playing it so calm. I mean, he played this character, you know, yeah. again, just you know, just beautiful, just very calm, very politician-y, very like you know, just very even, and like you're going to do this and you're going to do that, and never really got upset. And the way he gets people is obviously his biggest weapon is his intellect, and yeah. that's that's incredible, right? So. So after that, now we go, we see that Darby uh, was at this motel and guests got the Caracara girls. Yeah. They were, you know, saying, we come to find out, they said they were going to get paid to hook up with these Johns or whatever you're going to call them. And uh, Kristen Renton comes out and then says, Darby's not my boss. Jax Teller is. And can I just stop you there and just go? There was an extra there who, you know, they burst open the door and the extra is like kind of on top of Kristen. And, mm. and I, mean, I what a tough day at work for him. I mean, you know, just uh, safety first. I didn't even have any lines. No lines. And um, yeah, here you are. And wow, what a day. For what, but I got to tell you, as someone who used to do extra work to get my SAG card, which everybody knows about, um, and I've been in definitely... Uh, uh, well, never as an extra. The only thing, no, I had to wear a cowboy hat when I was doing Sex and the City. And I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, I would have given anything to see you, you little. Ball I didn't. Yeah, when I did when I did extra work on Sex and the City, I had a cowboy oh, yeah. hat on and a tank top, and I didn't know anything about acting. And I was a kid from New York City, and I was so embarrassed that I was like trying to hide, not find the camera. I was trying to like not let the camera see me. Um, but. You know, you don't really know what you're doing. They tell you, are you going to be on this show? You know, whatever. So this guy like got the job. Oh, you're going to do an extra. Oh, he's like, great. I'm going to get my voucher. I'll get some hours go towards my health insurance. And then he gets there. Yeah. You're going to do this. And he's like, um, oh, oh, okay. That's uncomfortable. I (laughs) let me go check myself in the bathroom. Like he's a mess, (laughs) you know? So, but there's, so that scene happens. Um, Bobby walking into clubhouse eating the banana bread. Banana bread was like a third character, a uh, 20th character the first couple of years, correct? He, he was did, like- yes. He did banana bread. He did meatloaf, then yeah. back to cookies, then banana bread, then banana bread. That was cooking Bobby. Story, cooking storyline went out the window. Yeah, gone. Meatloaf's coming up. 
and uh, banana bread. He's big in the banana bread for some reason. So Clay calls him right in and Clay is, this is really good writing too. They're really teeing it up for you thinking that we know Clay hates the porn business. He's, <sighs> an, he's an old dog. He doesn't see the, the light in it. The gun business is coming back. Sam Crow is tried and true on guns. We run guns. That's what we do. And he's basically telling Bobby, because Luann, Luann's autos, you know, you forget. Yeah, Luann was a big character. She's also one of the main members, old ladies, as I'm they too. call her. So Clay is not happy about any of this. And also Clay is he, freaking out, Theo. Freaking out. Booney's coming in with some banana bread. Can we have put a little butter on the side? And Delicious. Clay, no sunglasses on. We can see his eyes finally. He is freaking out. Can I just tell you how much I love banana bread? Yeah. Megan makes the best banana bread ever. I just talked, I just talked to her this morning. I'm waiting for you. No, she definitely is going to. And I can't. I'm going to get another sugar headache from it. It's so weird. I just had a moment about banana bread. But um, so but here's what happens. So Clay is Delma porn. He's furious. Tig and Opie come in. You guys got the info on the judge. Okay, this has been building up for a little while. You. Do something here as Tig where you lash out at the president in front of everybody. Well, actually, I think it's right near the end when I when I, I do. And then remember when when Clay goes, uh, you guys can split. Yeah. And, and just me and him are together. Yeah, but you yelled. I did yell. I did yell. I've had it. What do you mean? I'm like a prospect. I got to check the guns out. What's that about? What's that? What's that bullshit about? And I did something in there, which I forgot that I had done. I said right to Clay. Tig says right to Clay, like, this is all about hurting Jax. Mm. What, what are you doing? Like, Tig is taking the side of Jax in a se- for a second there. And I found that fascinating. I mean, not I just there. You do it later, too. The whole through the whole episode. And let's keep it 100. Clay's right. Clay's completely right. Tig has lost his way I, I, of I, the I, Tig way. He might not, you know, it might be better for humanity, but he's lost his way. Yeah, yeah. And he, and again, we see witness to that later. And I think that this is the the yin and yang, the fight that we got yeah. going here within Tig, and we're yeah. starting to see it. Yeah. So, and and Clay in his anger because he's obviously clouded by anger with Jax. He's losing the person he relies on the most. Yeah. So it's you're not making, the only guy he's got. You're not making it any easier on him. Him and his wife are on the outs a little bit. Opie, he wants to bring into the fold. He doesn't want Opie out of his sight for many reasons. Many so reasons. The Donna thing. And now we need to know that he's 100% in the club before we challenge him to do any dirty work for us away. We want to make sure that he is really on our side. And as we've seen, and we're going to see more of, Opie and Jax are on the outs. Bad. They can't even talk to one another, Theo. Yeah, and I think they have a little recon later, but but no, they are 100% on the outs. So, Chibs, Jackson, Sacker in the hospital. Um, we start to get, and again, we always use this word, but let's use it again, crumbs. Jimmy O, Fiona, we're going to start laying down stuff yeah, for man. season three. Yeah, we're going to start throwing awesome. out things that are going to stay in your memory. It's so good, Theo. I, just, I wrote down myself, this is all going to play out in season three. 
It's all going to play out in season three. We are dropping Fiona, Jimmy O, all the IRA, and Tommy. We find out how deep Tommy, the Scotsman, is in deep with the IRA. He's deep with this Irish and the whole Jimmy O thing. And now Jimmy O's with his former wife or current wife. I, I could never figure that out. If yeah. I don't, think they're, I don't think they're divorced. They're maybe yeah, probably just not, not together, just separated. Right, right. But he says something that's so great there because it makes you think on the next level. He goes, Jimmy O would never let her come stateside without him, exactly. which means he's there. Exactly. Which means that Zobel's meeting with him. Exactly. And again, a lesser fucking writer would have showed him in the episode, but he doesn't show him. No. He's just setting him up for yep. later that this guy is around and he might be watching and he might yep. be. So you're like, wait, who's this guy, Jamil? Are we going to see him later? You don't see him. Exactly. exactly. For a while. No, exactly. Amazing. So um, Unser tells Jax about this thing. Uh, comes to the hospital and tells him about what happened. While they're having that discussion, he looks in the window and sees Gemma praying, which is like, you know. He's never seen that before. No. No. Jax barges into that chapel in the hospital and goes, are you okay? What are you doing? Are you okay? It would be like seeing Boone do gymnastics. <laughs> he played soccer, though, man. He was a semi-pro he soccer a, player. He was a pretty great soccer player. But I'm talking about if he was doing like the... Yeah, the the, the the rings, the rings, like that, just like that. <laughs> Can you see Booney doing that? Seriously, I could actually. I mean, you know what? He's so strong, he probably could do he it. Is strong, so, no um, he goes immediately. He's not even listening to this big thing about this thing. He just wants to go in and see why his mom is actually praying on her knees yeah. to you know whatever. Yeah. So, Unter then Jax leaves and Unter tells her what's up, and now we're gonna start building this. And we've already been building it, but really, I mean, this is a seven-year arc of Unser Gemma and their friendship and everything that goes on. Um, Dayton's great in that scene, by the way. I would just, but I would love to know how many takes Dayton took to do the pass out scene to do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna. How many, how many takes do you think he? he that might have been that? real, and they added it in. It, that's what I, I was just gonna say. Not only was that real, when he goes, when he goes like this, he goes, and she goes, what, "Where's your, where's your girl?" And he, and he goes, "Oh, she's left. She left three months ago." That's easy for him. And he, and he goes like this, because I'm a prick. I'm going, that, there was no acting there. No acting. No acting there by Dayton Cal. They said, Dayton, that wasn't written. He goes, no, I know, but I want to say it. <laughs> I want to say it, because I am. I love him so much. I, I spent so on. many nights with that, you know. Yeah, I know. I can't call, fucking wait to have on. him on. He's going to be. He's going to come on. He looks oh, crazy now. Yeah, have you, you seen him with his hair and his long hair? No. And his beard? no. He looks like he's crazy. Yeah. Can't wait to get him on. Send okay. me a photo of him. I need to see him. All right. Yeah, going. I will. So Opie then talks to Lila. This is, um again, another push-pull situation. Just like Tig is push-pulling within himself, Opie is sitting in her dressing yep. room. She's getting ready for a scene. Yep. Getting ready for a scene. Which means she's getting Powder ready to getting go to work. To go. Yep. Right. And he, no, I'm not going to let you stay with the kids, but in a nice way. Did, did you hear what he said? Bobby's sister is going to take care of Bobby's right. sister. Who said that? Weird, like, right? Like, where'd she? We never saw her. Never. Bobby's got a sister. Never Dying talked to about meet that. Dying right. to meet her. I would. Let's meet her right now. What's her name? Ann Munson. I have I no idea. See. Let's call her Ann Munson. I want to meet Ann, Ann Munson. Munson. Ann. I think that's perfect. Ann Munson. So Ann's Who's taking care of Ann Munson. I don't know. 
Let's have the fans cast Ann Munson. Come on, Samley. Who's yeah. going to play Ann Munson? Yes. In the spinoff called The Munsons. The Munsons. <laughs> Yeah. Munson's of Anarchy. Um, no, you're thinking of the Munsters. Munsters. Which was the answer to the Adams family. I freaking love that show. Um, Fred. Fred. You love the Munsters? Yeah. That was better than the Adams family? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. We didn't get we didn't get the Adams family up in Canada. Only the didn't. Yeah, they always did uh, back then when they were doing television, they'd always do the same show as another show. If a show was a hit, they'd do the same one. Yeah, yeah. So they'd copy it, Yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah. But, okay, so besides the Munson show. um, You know what happens there? Opie's at the door frame. You know what happens? First kiss. First kiss. have our first. That's not the first kiss. kiss. Real kiss. Okay. Passionate, kind Emotion. of a beautiful, loving. I got you. I think I want you. Kiss. I got That's you, babe. Was. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, they fall into each other. They kind of do. It's yeah. a bit of a lifetime Hallmark movie type moment, and I kind of like it. And yeah. I'm here for it, as they say. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So then, what I like too, because you know how I like when things get established early. He's leaving, yeah. and he stops at our guy Chucky. Mr. Ornstein. And that's when this 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 dialogue, this line of dialogue starts really becoming t-shirt material. Yeah. I accept that. And that really became if you know, if he was an action figure with the string, that would be the first line he says. Wait till we get Michael Ornstein on this show. Can't wait. I mean, how do we even only have him once? I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Michael. We'll see. Maybe we'll have him twice, one for every family. Maybe. One for every finger. He's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One for every finger he's got left. Yeah. Okay. Time. So uh, Kristen Renton, um, yeah. uh, who plays uh, Ima, yeah. talks to Jax. Yeah. Putting the pieces together now at the hospital. Yeah. She's basically saying that, like, now he starts to figure out that. Shady business. There's shady business going on everywhere. But again, what's the narrative here? Wait, it's not Darby. It's not Georgie, uh, Georgie Caruso. It's someone else. Could be Zobel. Could be Clay. It's someone else. So he's leading all these little dialogues, leading Jackson into what we're going to come to find out at the end. Um, Hale talks to Zobel and Weston. So, you know, and again, him calling him David. Mm. And the way he stood against the wall mm-hmm. and the way he, he looked at Weston, it's like the same comparison between Clay and Tig mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that you have with Zobel and Weston in a way. And Weston, it's like they've talked about it. They know exactly what they're writing down on the piece of paper. They know exactly how they're going to play that string. Um, that demon white boy, Adam, Adam Arkin played so beautifully. He goes like this, do your job. This is your last chance to a cop. This is your and he, last and he, and he dangles in front of him when he says, if you want to be chief, you know, if you like, you know, if you it's want a to threat. be chief. It's a yeah. flat out threat, Theo. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, listen again, because it makes what Hale did so much more redeeming in a way. 100%. You know, when he when he does Raises his thing. mistakes, all that. Yep, I agree. So now Bobby comes out and he's basically uh spitting the truth to Jax. Like, you know, 
Bobby's the voice of reason. Always was for a while. That kind of changed. But he was the voice of reason. He's telling him what it is. And Jax comes in red hot. hot. That's an aggressive scene. Yeah. And again, we talk about things dangling. He's always dangling. You're going to talk to me about wives and women and being shot. And you're right there. And everybody's there. And you go, as an audience member, you go, is this the moment? It's so true. And I'm just going to get a little, more, a little bit more specific, if I may. This is exactly what Jack said in front of Opie, in front of all of us. He goes, uh, you are actually putting the death of someone's dead wife on me. He says that. Opie's standing there, Theo. I know. Jig is standing there. Yeah. Bobby's standing there. Jax is putting it right in Clay's face. And you and I, we love it when we talked about this a couple months ago when Clay goes, what did I tell you I would do to you? Yeah. And Jax doesn't break stride, doesn't break wind, no farts allowed. No, no farts he pulled allowed. that gun out nope. and he made sure it was cocked. He handed it to him and he turned around, Theo. Shoot me in the back, you motherfucker. While he was smiling. While I'm smiling. Beautifully done by the boy. And Clay picks up the gun. Clay picked up Clay the gun. Clay, Clay knows. Clay wants to kill him so bad at that moment. And it shows we're in season two. Things oh, went super God, south. Yeah. And again, you talk about on again, off again relationships. One day, one day they're fine. One day they're not. One day they're fine. This was the stretch where they weren't fine. And I got to tell you guys, we knew it on set. <laughs> oh, it got rough. It got rough between those two. Beauties. Got rough. It got rough. It always listen. You know, um, especially like we've always talked about living with these characters. It got rough. Um, and I mean, a lot of love and a lot of respect, but it got rough. When you're saying shit like this at one another and the spit's coming out. Yeah. Oh, you're angry. Yeah. So um, Bobby uh, uh, goes to talk to Jack's outside. This is one of those moments where I always think. Does personal bleed into character? Mm. Boone and Charlie were super close. Mm. Is that the way Bobby would have did it? Mm. Because he really, in, in that moment, it was like, I'm with you, Jax, kind of thing. And I always think, was that a, a Boone choice or a Bobby choice? But he does that thing with him. And then confides in him. So I guess it is. It's in the writing, I guess, because he confides in him about Luann. And after he confides in him about Luann, um, there's, they talk about the prison clause, which obviously I had no idea about. Um, that I guess if a member's wife or old lady, as we're going to use that. No, if, if the prison derogatory clause, term. We talked about it a couple of times. And, and if, you know, Otto's in prison, that means the wife is fair game. It's weird, but it's true. It's weird. So Tig then joins, and now the temperature has just been raised. And can I just say this? Like, I'm in good shape. That's the best you've ever looked. Like, Theo, I don't get off on fat, skinny, big, tall, short. It's all humanity, and I love it. You do what you got to do for your characters, and I do, and so do you. 
But I got to tell you something. I was pretty good shape. Back I'm going to tell you something right now what you should do. The what second, should I do? The second we wrap this podcast, yeah. you should go into your iPhone. You should find out what that month and year was. I can you tell you right look, now. Go look at all the pictures from that time. I can tell you right now. Find Ready? out what you were eating. It was 2009. Find out your diet plan. This is September. And get on it. And get on. (laughs) You look like a young Zorro. You look like Antonio Banderas. Listen, some of my most favorite scenes are are, are with the the sparks between uh, me and Charlie. There was some beautiful truths and lies and... It was just some great times. And but I you came out in my, let me tell you quick, because I want to hear it is you, yeah. for me as an audience member, you came out like you were going to tell them something. Or, or at least there was going to be an understanding. Like if everybody wasn't there, I would have. Like, I cannot believe that you just said that. Yeah. Can I tell you what happened? Please. What a fucking catch, dude. You're fishing salmon right now in Lake Ontario with that catch. This is the truth. Tig was coming outside. He wanted Bobby to get the fuck out of there. I want to talk talk to him, just him. And remember, Jax goes, no, no. What can stay in front of me, what you can say in front of me, can say in front of I changed the narrative. I talked to Sutter about this. I changed the narrative. I was going to talk about some personal shit with Jax. And I stopped it because Bobby was standing there. We got to that a couple more shows down the line when I opened up to Opie about the whole Donna thing. But I was going to get serious with him about something else. And all of a sudden, Bobby doesn't leave. And I make it out of the concern for Opie. That's what I said. It was total concern for Opie. And that's how good catch, man. That you, could, you were going to tell him. I, I wasn't going to tell him everything, but I was going to tell him. Something. That the line he's on from what he said in the chapel. Don't tell me about killing what I know. He knows. We both know. That's basically I, like we I know. know. And, and then and let's think. Know. Let's take the next level. Bobby knows something too. Bobby's smelling it as well, but I didn't want to open up in front of Bobby. Just Jacks, and it didn't happen that way. So we had to talk about something else. So Hale then comes in and does something surprising. He's giving the info to Clay. Clay's got the sunglasses on. It's um. I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night so I can, so I can. Uh, yeah. And uh, playing against, uh, he wants to play against the bigger devil. Yeah. Oh, good. So he, for you. Yeah. The greater devil. Yeah. That's what he yeah, said. So he's going to give him the info. Yep. And he says, I'm going to catch you the clean way, the right way. Yep. Um, and basically, Clay, that's a shock to Clay, but also Clay still got to play it super cool, right? You can't admit you're a criminal, even if it's because you know that this guy, who knows? Maybe he's setting him up. Maybe it's not real. Maybe it's whatever. Um, that's exactly right. And also, it's a reminder to the audience. It's an interesting reminder of who Hale really is. We've been led along this Zobel Club, Gemma's issues, the, the parting of, of Jax and Clay. Hale's kind of been on our side a little bit from hearing about what happened to Gemma through Unser. And we've forgotten. I I did anyway. I'd forgotten that. Oh, maybe he, no, he's not really on our side. He's waiting for the right time. First of all, to take down the greater devil, which is Zobel and then work his way to us. And don't forget about that. And Clay had to listen to that. 
So Jax is waiting in the van. Opie and Bobby roll out. Jax is there. He, you know, he decides that he's going to pull a fast one on Clay. So again, let's not make it that Jax is innocent in all this. He's right. he's breaking a lot of club stuff. I mean, right. he says that they told Happy he's okay with it, which we find out is a lie. Total lie. And, yep. and he's waiting there. Opie's not happy. Goes in the front. Opie's seat. pissed. Yeah, he goes in the front seat. Um. And Jax wants to be there because because of what you said about yeah. Opie shouldn't be there. Okay. Sure. Clay figures it all out. Yeah, he does. I have a question. Yeah. He basically says to Happy, go round up the nomads. Yeah. Where do these nomads hang out? Obviously, they're not in Stockton. Obviously, they're not in Northern California because we they were there like that. You know what? They probably came down to watch a movie. It was a brand <laughs> new movie and only opening in Oakland. Got At it. Two o'clock that afternoon. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. What was it? 2009. So they might have saw yeah. what movie were they saying? Maybe the first, uh, second Iron Man. I don't know what year is this. <laughs> so, you know every movie that was ever made. I don't so. know. I do not, but I can't get the years on them. Only certain old ones. <laughs> so let me ask you this. The nomads just show up. Show up. Like that. Okay. Clay figures it out. Now, I have another question because I like to maybe figure out why something's done a certain way. He has to round these guys up who are seeing Iron Man at the local theater. Yeah, that's what they were doing. There aren't Jackson. Everybody's in the van going to see the judge. That's right. With you. Well, you're going to meet them there. I, I guess I'm going to meet them there because I wasn't in the van. Who were the nomads going to ransack in the hotel? I got a little lost. The The nomads were called by Clay. Remember that note that Hale gave to Clay in the chapel? On that note was an address given to Hale by Zobel of where Darby's crank is getting made. So if you want to hit back at, at Darby, this is the address to go do it. So Clay went to the that little trailer park that DL ends up blowing up uh, to go do harm to Darby. But who's the guy in the hotel room? What hotel room? But the nomads kick in. That all has to do with Darby. They're not going to the judge. Wouldn't he be mad about the judge? Hang on a second. Hotel room. DL busts into the hotel room. And grabs the guy. Um, is that when Halfsack gets in that fist fight? What I'm saying is, wouldn't he be mad? Happy doesn't isn't allowed to go to the judges. That's his original plan was to go to the judge, right? Yeah. Okay. So wouldn't you think when he says round of the nomads that we're going to get happy and we're going to go to where the judge is? Like, wouldn't he be mad and want to go there? Well, again, that was just a, 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 a trick. A bait and a, switch. It was a bait and switch. We think that's what they're going to go, where they're going to go. But Perlman doesn't do that. Clay doesn't do that. He goes somewhere else with DL and the Nomads, right? That's where they ended up going, somewhere else. Okay. So Gemma heads to the hospital. Has a quick talk with Tara. Um, you know, basically that they're talking about the chips thing. That's this little storyline that they keep pouring in that he might yep. get dismissed from the hospital and all that. Yeah. Um, we don't need to spend too much time there. Um, SOA rolls up in the Darby crank operation. Yep. Um, 
I, I, I don't know much about cooking crank, but you know, and I haven't watched breaking bad. I thought it was supposed to be in the middle of nowhere, right? Cause it's really dangerous. It could explode all the time. It can explode all the time. Right. So they're cooking crank in this old place. Um, it's an old trailer. It was a trailer an old trailer. They blow it up. Right. I got to tell you very dangerous. Well, Theo, thanks for saying that. I wrote down, wait a minute. Like I, I didn't rewind it and, re- and look and look and look. I didn't I didn't press pause or anything in that moment, but was that DL who threw the Molotov cocktail and then it blew up by them doing, you know, boom, boom three seconds after it sure looked like DL. I, it did. It did. And I got to tell you, that's not CGI. That was real. No, no, and that it, was real. They blew that so, little fucker right up. So I would, lo- I should ask DL about that. DL. We hadn't seen this. Yeah. That was really dangerous. That fire was like very close there. He, he, you know, our boys were so good. Our CGI and our explosive team, they were so good and they got better every year. You don't even want to say that because you better be good yeah. right off the top. But that sure looked like our boy DL and it sure like, looked like he threw that thing in there and it went kaboom. I was on a show many moons ago um, and I, I can't even remember which one it was. It was one of those guest stars I did. And there was a big explosion in a building and, um, you know, the stunt guy was up there and then the whole thing set up and he had to jump out of the building when it blows. Right. So it's like one guy jumps oh boy, and another guy jumps and, uh, they pulled it early Oh boy, and he got, he got smoked. He was in the hospital for a long time. Thank God he's fine now, but, yeah, um, he was out of commission for a long time. That's, and it's like, harsh. those things are super real. We've been around a lot of explosions in our day. Oh, please. Blackhawk down. I still can't oh. one of my ears because of it, but yeah, sorry. Those are booming. Those things. all the time. And you got to be careful. You don't get caught watching. Yeah. You know, you got to You got to get on the move if you're going to be in it, even if you're, you know, the, usually the stunt guys are the close ones, but you got to be on the move. I can't imagine Blackhawk down. I, well, I remember Ridley Scott. There was a scene with uh, Billy Fichtner and myself and Tommy Sizemore. And Jason Isaacs, where we're by this five-ton truck, and uh, the direction was that Tommy Sizemore's character um, should never uh, respond to any any RPGs going off, any explosions going off. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts about his character. He never like, ducks. He just, not, he just never reacted. I love that. And if you relook at that movie, the scene I'm talking about, all of us boys, like we didn't duck for cover, but Sizemore does nothing. And it was real, man. And we were all just like, what the, what the, it's getting close. So. And he never, I mean, that's part of his character. That's and that's, I'll character. never forget. That's, I always remember that from that, from it's that It's hard to do, to not react to anything like that. Even, you know, forget about your character, but as a, as a person, Sizemore did pretty great. You know what that um, reminds me of? I had this the other day on set. So I was doing a phone call scene. Yeah. And you've been there, right? Where, so you're doing it. You're doing, they're filming your side of the phone call. Sure. The other actor wasn't there. Yeah. So the script supervisor was going to read the other actor's dialogue, which I said, fine. It doesn't matter to me. Right. Sure. And they were standing in the room and I said, you have to leave. And they said, why? I said, because when you start talking, I'm going to look at you. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm on the phone, not looking at you. So I was like, if you can just hide behind that wall i can great. still hear you be great but i won't look at you because the instant reaction no matter how hard you try is you go yeah oh 
Sorry, I can't be. It's so great. And it's like sometimes when you get caught, like we did this thing, uh, I think it was two days ago, whatever, where I'm walking in this big room and there's, I didn't know where all the cameras were. I just had gotten there late. I think I ran to the bathroom sure. or whatever. Yeah. And they had three cameras working. And I came right in on the walk. It's this big scene with a bunch of people. I looked right down the barrel. Of that <laughs> Love it. And they had to cut because I just yeah. and I'm talking and I'm like, hey, you know, I think we should. And you're in the headlights. I'm like, there's, and you always do. You always like overcorrect it. There's lens. That's great. Uh, because you got to know where they are. So you don't look at them because when you see them, you're like, oh, there it is. So in I, that, I in 1996, I did this movie with James Garner, the late James Garner became yeah, a really close friend of mine. It's called Dead Silence with Marley Matlin and myself. It was an incredible Amazing film. cast. Really. For HBO. It was one of the first HBO movies ever. Wow. And it was two things about James Garner. First thing is about the phone thing. So because I'm the lead bad guy, he's the lead cop, everything was being negotiated over the phone. So James was never there when I did mine. Mm-hmm. And he, I was never there when he did his. When mm-hmm. he did exactly what you said. Yeah. But Garner insisted that I do mine first because I had, I had lived so much. He wanted to know what I was going to come up with before they filmed him. So I did all my stuff first. And at the end of the movie, this is so great. We we would hang out every weekend. We would eat together. We would hang out. And at the end of the movie, the characters had one scene together is at the very end of the film when I'm in handcuffs. And when I said goodbye to Garner, a big hug and everything, his assistant was there and big hug and everything. James looked at me and said, I really hope, I really hope we get a chance to work together one day. I mean, think about that. We spent a whole two months together. Amazing. But we had nothing but phone calls. He said, I really hope I get a So you never, never were really working with him. Yeah, that was fun. And it is. It's a totally different thing. It's just a totally different skill set that you're not, you know, you hope the person's there. So, but it, but you, it just doesn't work like that. You know, it's called like, what is it? Uh, acting off the box. Like, you know, when, yeah. you, when you have to act off the, the, yeah. the monitor. Yeah. The actor, you can't see them. So you're no. literally looking at that corner. Yeah, of the, the camera. <laughs> it's a whole nother skill set. So, okay, they take the uh, the judge into the house. Uh, they grab the kid as well. Uh, tell me, man, that's you. Tell me what okay, happened. Okay, so, yeah, here we go. It's, uh, it's, it's, we have balaclavas on. We, we, you're not supposed to see our face. Um, Opie's losing his mind from guilt, from losing Donna, for not being there to protect her. And the way this is all going down with this snot-nosed judge, who was really great, but I got to tell you, for my money, he was a tad too cool for me. Agree. Tad too cool for school. He's a good actor, but he was a little too cool for that. Just too, if you're going to say the lines you're saying about, yeah, blow my son's brand, that's fine, but you got to. That's never happened to him before a home invasion like that. Three right. guys, guns coming tied out, up, shooting his four his, guys, four guys. Like, come on, come on. You got it. You got it. You got to You know, it's like when I played, I've said the story. And when you play Macbeth and you turn into a king, you can't suddenly play a king. It's how all the other people treat you. So that guy for me was great. But show the fear a little bit more. I would have liked that scene was kooky because. You had take again, small moment where he can't do anything. 
Jack's, you know, counsel. Yeah, and I got to tell you, but just to go into, I mean, kudos to you, but man, when you got to do a scene where you're again having an emotional moment as Tig and I can't see you. Yeah. Like, why not just, and again, I, I, I know we're always short for time when we're doing the show, but why not? No, have it was him, a like, bad concept. It was, why it not was have bad. him walk into the hall? Tig like walks into the hall. Jack goes, what are you doing? And then the second he gets in there, he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. Like pulls up the, pulls up the, you know, the, the, the two, whatever. He pulls it up. Can't do it. So now I get to see your face and I, and you see Jack's go calm down, calm down. But to do it with all the stuff on, you lose the moment. We lose the moment. And it only became really, really real. And it's funny how it worked when Jackson Opie go outside. That's right. What what did they say? it's, It's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. I I know. Ten seconds of no dialogue, having a smoke. That meant so much to me as a viewer watching because we could see their face. No dialogue was needed. It was just the two boys going, I'm all right. I know. And then they didn't talk for 10 seconds while they had a smoke. It was beautifully done there. It was it was it was rough inside that house with those face mask belt clubs. It didn't it didn't uh, resonate as strongly is I don't think as, as I think it could. have. I agree. So we go to Chibs. He's in pain in the hospital, feeling set up. I, I'm feeling a setup coming. I forgot that that was a ploy. <laughs> Some I didn't. I, again, I'm, I knew it. I felt it. I smelled the ploy. I was like, what? He just went to critical. I didn't see it coming. I couldn't. I couldn't remember that at all. You didn't see it coming. I, no. I felt I felt Mm-mm. it. OK, so for you. No, I didn't see it. I wrote, I even wrote here, I go feeling a setup coming, be ready. So um, he's going to yeah. move back to critical. <laughs> Tara kind of gives him the, 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 you know, the pat that she makes sure he has to stay. Darby goes to Zobel well, for I'm answers. Darby goes to Zobel for answers. And Zobel's I love like a film. Just like a film. I just love his vocabulary. And this is the first time that they actually addressed it in because Darby's an idiot. We know that. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time they really worked it into the script that he, the way he speaks, because it was like, you knew this as a viewer, but now we're going to work it into when he's like, interesting. It means retribution. It means, do you want to get back in it? Like, it's just great. Right. So sends Darby to hurt them. It's going to burn down Kara Kara. Again, we're going to find out in a little while. Always thinking steps ahead. Right. They go right to this burning of it. Chucky lives in there. They set up Darby and basically they're going to kill two birds in one stone for lack of a better word. Not a big fan of that. There's no reason to kill the birds, but, and especially you're not going to kill two birds in one stone. <laughs> you don't, awesome. you don't like that terminology. No, I don't. It would be ridiculous. So let's say they're going to knock, they're going to hit two soda bottles with their BB gun. Okay. Yeah, no, that's better. All right. That's better. They're going to take out two for one. They're going to get a two yeah, for one. Get two for one. Two for one. Okay. I remember this and I didn't remember this. Does Chucky know? Did he hear them? What do you mean? Did he hear them? Of course he heard them. We he knows. He knows it's not clay. Well, I think so. He, he looked through the window and then he, and then he scampers to hide when they know, when he knows they're going to start blowing the place up, he gets on his phone with his little digits and they cut the to, phone. They cut the line. They cut the, eh, eh, yeah. eh, eh. So 
they set up Darby. They're going to tie him up. They're going to leave him there. That's all we see. We don't we don't see the aftermath of it right now. Not not in this episode. We'll no. Later. Tig. Now somehow we skipped right over this plot point, but we cut to come back to you. Got these letters over the fire. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm going to lean back to this. When I read the script and I read what was going on, I pull your I, mic. I, pull your mic closer. I can't hear. Yeah, when I when I read when I read the script and I I, I read what was going to happen and all that shit, I went, well, okay, uh, how how are we going to make this believable? We've blown up his son's foot. We put a gun in his mouth, and Opie goes, "Open it, open it, open it!" And now all of a sudden, shot up the floor, shot up the hardwood, shot up the hardware. I mean, how anyone's not hurt it already? I don't know. And all of a sudden, I'm going to go upstairs and go through his room to find love letters of a, a wife that he's kept and now he's going to cry over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't see that coming. I thought there was a better way to do that. Uh, you know, you know, for me, what would have been better? This is what, and if we wouldn't have even had to have gone into it that much. Have the son reveal, have the son reveal something about it. Either the son says something or even better, son and dad don't get along. They don't get along. And in a moment of reflection or a moment of I can do better as a father to see Opie see something like that before he splits. I don't know, man. It's like the dad needed to be more scared and wanted to save his freaking son somehow to give the sons what they wanted, which is to not talk about that case rather than. This finding the love letters. I never really bought that really. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. I, I would have uh, in my mind. I was like, maybe the son says, oh, yeah, dad, you don't care. You don't care if I die. Well, what if I tell people this and like what? You know, and then yeah, there's something or you, you, you kept those letters for all these years. You never yeah. cared about me. You care about well, you, mom. You, only. Care, you care about those were, letters. You yeah, care about those letters, letters more than yeah, me. Yeah. Something. Oh, OK. What letters? Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, whatever. I'm not a writer. Um, morning after so everyone, actually. everyone's heading. I know that's true. Morning after with everyone heading back. Um, again, Jackson will be leaving. Can I stop you there? Yeah. I got, I got to stop you. Yeah. The lighting was so beautiful. So beautiful. And I, have that was one of those. And you, you've had a million of them on this show, probably more than me. That was twilight. Shooting Move. either early morning or late night. That, that witching hour, we call witching it that hour, beautiful yeah. before it gets dark. It's, it's sun, sun setting. It's called Dust. something too. Magic time. We call magic it. magic hour. It's called the magic, magic hour. hour. And looks that gorgeous. Was stunning. And me and Bobby walking up to clay and then the boys pulling up and getting the fuck out of there on their bikes. I don't know, man. Well, I'll tell you what took the beauty out of it for me because I'm yeah, a sucker for the details. Both Jackson Opie didn't have the sunglasses on. Yeah. What the hell is up with that, man? You got to wear your clears. Even if there's no sun, like something's got to happen. I, I don't. I, 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 I can't wait for Sam Lee, Fam Crow, to pick a spot when I didn't have eyewear on. Never you happened. To. You have to. Never happened. I did it. I remember once we were doing something. It's like a promo or something. And mm. One of the photographers oh, yeah. said, one of the photographers said, there, and the picture is out there because I signed it at Comic Cons and it's me with a helmet on a bike. I think it was for like season four. The guy said, please don't wear your glasses. No, we did, bro. And we didn't wear them. No, you know what that was? 
that was for that season where you, me, we had the big pictures of Ron, yeah. Katie, and Maggie yeah. on season that four. wall. And you and me yes. and Jack, and we're zipping along on our bikes and almost in slow-mo. Yeah. And they said, don't wear your glasses. Don't wear glasses. Yeah, I get angry every time I sign that picture because I go, this looks so silly. I have the little helmet on and no right. glasses. And I remember when we were doing that promo, same thing. I'm riding, little rocks kicking in my eyes. I'm like, why, why would this is stupid? Oh, right? it's true. And then when I went to Arizona and I did something with Sonny, uh, he was you know, doing a reality show and I did the pilot and they didn't wear helmets. So in Arizona, in Cave Creek. And I went and I did it. And I remember we were riding wherever we were riding down these roads. And I had sunglasses on, of course. And the rocks were like beaming off my beaming head. Beaming off your like, forehead. I said, I'm going to need a helmet, guys. I said, while well, this might, I wanted to try this, but I have no interest in riding without a helmet. This is silly because all the little rocks Dink, were just donk, kicking up. Wonk, wonk. Yeah, silly. So uh, I noticed that, but I noticed everything. So Jammer announced to head to church. Um, I'm gonna. I want to talk about this for a minute. Go. We see the homeless woman. Go. I know a lot of people say Kurt never said what she was. I know a lot of websites have talked about it. I know that people have asked about it. There is not a question in my mind that the homeless person represents the homeless woman represents death. Not even a question. Correct. And when she says that line, everyone knows me. Yeah. Because everyone knows death because death is the only. And if they don't know it, they're going to know it because we're all going to die. It's the only guarantee on this planet. It's a sure shot. We're going to die. I just love that. I love that scene. I love him spotting her. I love her going into the church. And I forgot, Theo, when I saw this episode, that if when Gemma looked over, I didn't know if 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 the angel of death was still going to be there. Oh, I love that she's there. I love that she was she's smiling at her. Yeah, man. You're going to die now because you're going to die. You're going to die. And all again, just go through at the Sam fam, go through all the people on the show who have met her. Everyone that met her has died. Look at answer. Look at answers. Grabbing Gemma's hand. I met her in the alley. Jax has met her. Everybody who's met her died. Tig never met her. Never met her. Think about that. She's never been in the scene with Tig. So I love that. I think that was one of my favorite things. We go into the revival music. We're in full swing now. It's yeah. the montage. Everyone's yeah. heading home. Um, of course, they got to throw the ass shot in. We got the butt shot. Every show needs a shot like that, Theo. Need a butt shot. Need Every a butt shot. show needs a butt shot like that. Big hour That's tattoo on the back. Got to do an hour of tattoo work on the back. Yes, yeah. that's the butt shot. Hope and how about this- those kids of Opie's looking up at dad? When dad kisses winter, he lays yeah. it on her. Huh? He lays it on her in he front lays of it on. He ain't hiding and it anymore. His beautiful little daughter and little son were looking. Nope. Like, Whoa. Dad. Here he is in Sizzler Steakhouse laying it on her. He doesn't care. <laughs> it's happening. Um, and then. He really runny eggs. Yeah. yeah, really. Gemma's getting emotional. Um, yeah. Jax gets the message about Karakara. Um, he goes there. Boom. And assumes it's clay and assumes it's clay. And his last words were the nomads. I'm going nomad to go see Iron Man. Yeah. They, yeah. Get the Iron Man guys. Get them. He wants to go. Movies. He wants to go get movie tickets and yeah. hang out with the nomads. And the, yeah, exactly. Because that's what they do. But that would have had to have been the five o'clock show, not the two o'clock show. He's going again he with them. Out. They're doing a double yeah. feature. A double feature. 
Yes. Who cares? I know. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but I got to tell you, this was the beginning. Do you remember? And maybe it was me. Do you remember after this? The word nomad became like part of every scene in every episode. Every scene in every episode. <laughs> like I would go home at night and go stop thinking of the word nomad. Like it's like all we're talking That's about. That's a is, great word. Is he going nomad? He's going yeah, nomad. nomad. Is he going nomad? Oh, no. He's going nomad. I'm going nomad. I'm going. Nomad. <laughs> and I used to walk on set. People go, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm going nomad." No, nomad. I'm going nomad. Am I going nomad? Going nomad. Remember wondering, am I going? Am I going nomad? I'm going. I can't. I'm, going. Shoot. I can't I'm definitely pull the trigger nomad. anymore. So if you're listening to this. Uh, God, that was fun. Go that was Nomad. Fun day. Go Nomad. Yeah. And you know what? I like that we started and stopped. You know what I also like? Full transparency. No, that's the name of our show. Full <laughs> that is, transparency. That's going to be the name of the, the final episode. Full transparency. Allie um, Walker next week, son. Allie Walker next week. Get ready. Agent June Stahl. I have oh, a lot of so questions. Excited. I have a lot of acting questions for her. I have a lot of style she's questions. She's ready for you. She told me on the can't phone. Wait. She's ready for you. Oh, I can't wait. I got, I'm so excited that she's on. Um, and you know who what knows? I'm excited about? You're going home. That I'll be in Austin. You're going home. Who knows what my hair is going to look like? This one curl has been driving me nuts. No, leave that show. curl, Superman. Leave it. It's a beautiful Superman We're keeping it back. Um, I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Uh, I'm gonna go Megan and the boys to me, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, Kane, uh, not Kane, Kim. Yeah. I'm calling you my son's name already because I'm thinking about going home. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a picture of the banana bread that I'm gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Later. See you, buddy. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.